Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Rock Squad podcast, your destination for the latest in rock music news, reviews, and discussion. I'm one of your hosts. I'm Nick Chino. I'm joined by my co-host and bandmate. It's Dave Marini. What's up, Dave? Hey, buddy. How's it going? It's not too bad. We we, we kind of had a little bit of a a little bit of a break here on on the podcast over the last uh, last month or so. There's been a lot of stuff going on. Oh, it's it's been a crazy time, and and we're gonna get to everything, I'm sure. But before we get to everything, uh, if you're watching this, if you're listening to this. Make sure you drop down to the bottom of the page. You like this video. You like this uh, audio podcast, wherever you are. We are available everywhere. You can follow us on Instagram, Rock Squad Pod. You can follow me, Red Coast Records, on Instagram. You can follow our band, Fools Union, foolsunion.com, Fools Union on Instagram. It has been one hell of a couple of weeks. We've been super busy. What have you been up to? Uh, well, not too much, man. I've just been, I've just been hanging out, but you know, we, we, we just released a new song with our band fools union called maniacs. We put it out on October 1st. So we're pretty, pretty stoked about that. The response to the new song has been great. It's been a long time coming for us. We, uh, we started working on the song, uh, you know, a couple, a couple of years ago now. Yeah. Uh, so we put it out, uh, people are digging it. It's out on all the streaming services everywhere. Uh, so our song Maniacs from Fools Union is out now. Uh, if you Everywhere. Want to check that out. Uh, but uh, Dave, you went out West. You went out to the coast. How was that? Well, we were releasing music and I thought I better go and tell the orcas <laughs> in the Pacific that we have new music coming. Yeah. So we, I went out there for a few days and I did all the beautiful things you do in Vancouver. Uh, you know, I went, went and had great food. I went to Stanley park and I went to Whistler for a few days and, uh, yeah, it was a great time, man. I, I love it out there. We've been out there with the band. Uh, I've been out there a few times without, without doing musical things, but, uh, I'm telling you, after two years of lockdown and not much travel, it was really nice to just, you know, see the mountains and see the lakes and yeah. just, you know, get some fresh air, feel the sea breeze on your face. I had a really good time. And, I'm, and I was sick going out there, too. So I was kind of worried the whole time, but everything cleared up. That salt water just cleared me right up. And now I'm good to go, ready to rock back, back into the podcast. Right on, man. Yeah, we've actually gone to a couple of concerts over the last couple of weeks or last month or so as well. Uh, back in September, we went uh, down to the Festival of Friends at Gage Park. We saw Danko Jones and Big Wreck, which Love was it. amazing. And then this past weekend, we went down to the, the Supercrawl event at Bayfront Park here in Hamilton. We saw Death from Above and, uh, and Monowale. So that was fun. Yeah. Those were the first two concerts that uh, I've gone to uh probably in about about two years it's been it's it was been crazy that it's been that long but it was absolutely fantastic uh to go out and see live music uh it was a lot of fun did you have fun at those uh those shows it was ecstasy my friend it was what a relief from two years of you know watching things on youtube and binging movies and stuff yeah it was fantastic the you know we're huge fans of danko jones and we're huge fans of big wreck so it was kind of a surprise concert in our hometown um, a surprise concert that, you know, 24,000 people showed up to, but, uh, numbers seem to be low from the concert. So there doesn't seem to be much, it was not a super spreader, which we were worried yeah, about. That's good. So, uh, yeah, everything was great. Both bands had amazing sets. Uh, it had been a few years since I had seen both bands live and, uh, definitely their sets have progressed. Lots of hits from both. Um, you know, a, a few more hits from big wreck than from Danko. But they're out on a new record, so you know yeah. we got like a couple extra goodies from from that. But great sets all around. Two of our favorite Canadian bands in our hometown for free. End of summer. We're gonna be there, man. That's the <laughs> way it goes. 
yeah, so it was a lot of fun to uh, to go see those shows and get out and check out some live music. So that was uh, that was really cool. And uh, through the magic of video editing, I will put some some footage of those shows here into the uh, okay. into the podcast. Uh, but let's okay. get to uh, let's get to our Rock Squad podcast. There's been a lot of things happening in the world of rock music news. So let's get right into it with our opening act topics, which are some some hot topics that are happening right now in the world of rock music. The first one being the band that we saw at Festival of Friends last month, Big Wreck, one of our favorite. Uh, Canadian rock bands and just rock bands in general. They've announced a new EP called Big Wreck 7.1. It's going to be released on November the 19th. It includes the new single Bombs Away, which they played when we saw them last month. Uh, they've been playing that song live. Uh, it's the first release in what's going to be a three EP series. Uh, Big Wreck also announced a co-headlining Canadian tour with Monster Trucks, who are right from our, here, our hometown here in Hamilton, Ontario. And it's going to be hitting cities across the country, including Kelowna, Red Deer, Edmonton, London, Toronto, Montreal and more. Um, what do you think of this new track, Dave? And, and what, you know, just in general, how fucking awesome is Big Rack? They're just amazing. They continue to be amazing. Every, you know, there are, you know, there are some blues type guitar players in the world. That, you know, they like to call, they like to say the slow hand approach, the Clapton-y approach, the, you know, and they're, in my opinion, for alternative hard rock players, Ian Thornley is way up there. Oh, he's amazing. He's one, uh, and I'm not talking just in Canada. I'm talking like all time, one of the best voices, one of the best guitar players. And he writes some heavy fucking riffs. And it, the last two records have just been stacked with heavy guitar riffs and some, some fun noodling. And live, they sound amazing. Like they're just, they're so good. The new song oh, God, sounds man. so good. Like st- like they stand out to songs that have been hits for them for 25 years. And, you know, I'm, like talking about bands getting better with time, uh, you know, unbelievable. You know, and we're, and we're, we're big old school, big rec fans. We're also big uh, Thornley fans when he did the Thornley record. And the fact that they're back together and they're like five more records in now, uh, and they're doing EPs and they're doing great songs. The song with Chad Kroger that's on this on this EP too wasn't the best at first. I didn't think I'd like it. I fucking love it. Everything on the EP is good. All their new songs are are huge rock. Um, they uh, they're amazing. They're an amazing band, and uh, we're lucky that we got to see them for free. So that's that's great. And the EP is amazing. Everything's good. But yeah. the song is awesome. The new single is awesome. It is. Yeah, it's got a great riff to it. Yeah, we go back, uh, way back with, with Big Wreck, going right back to the first record. And then yep. when you think about uh, The Pleasure and the Greed, which was another right. big record for them, uh, kind of in the first uh, incarnation of the band before they broke up the first time. And, and uh, Ian Thornley went on to do the Thornley, uh, the Thornley Project. But yeah, over the last decade or so, uh, since they got back together, I'm a huge fan of the Albatross record, which was great. Oh, so that was so good. That was kind of their comeback record that they put out in 2012. There's a lot of great songs on that. Uh, the Ghost record was really good. Um, and then they they put out a couple songs already this year that don't seem to be on the CP. There was that Middle of Nowhere song they did with uh, with Chad Kroger of Nickelback. Yeah. And then yeah. they released another song called Ought to Be. And neither of those songs are on this are new EP. EP. So maybe it'll be on one of the other ones. But Pretty cool that, 
they're giving us a lot of new material. I always enjoy it when you get some singles, you get an EP. Uh, Big Wreck have always been very prolific. They're more of an album band, so it's cool that they're breaking things down and doing things in a different format. And like you're saying, Ian Thornley, such an amazing guitar player, an equally amazing vocalist. Their live sound was incredible. They got three guitar players on stage, and any band out there would know that when you have that many guitars and you're dealing with that much volume, that it's difficult to balance that and make it sound good on stage. But they had things so dialed in when we saw them. Uh, the sound was dialed in, the vocals were dialed in, uh, and uh, it was incredible. So as far as my, you know, when we talk about our favorite Canadian rock bands or favorite rock bands in general, Big Wreck is definitely, uh, they're definitely high on that list. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. The band, they are one of, one of the best live performing bands uh, in our country that our country has popped out in the last 20 years. Um, yeah, man, they're, they're fucking fantastic, you know, and I don't know if a lot of people know this, but like Big Wreck. Uh, probably wouldn't be a band without the tragically hip because like Jake gold, the, the hips uh, manager that got mm-hmm. them, like got them up and going, he used all, they used all the money from that to, uh, to launch big wreck. And I, oh, cool. I was reading somewhere, I was reading somewhere not too long ago that they didn't even know until they started to do vocals on the first record that Ian Thornley was going to sing. In that oh, really? band. They thought, they thought that one of the other guys was going to sing. And then when they started like tracking, they noticed like, okay, maybe you're better than him and you're better than him. And then Ian, Ian was the guy that everybody was like, you're better than all of us. Let's just yeah, focus yeah. on that. He's and his saying, voice yeah. is, you know, like it's unbelievable. And like, I know a couple of years ago, um, he had the opportunity to audition for Slash's new band, which obviously Miles Kennedy ended up being in. And uh, Todd Kearns is in now too. From he's a Canadian. Yeah. Uh, so it, it, there was there was a, there was a time right around when Scott Whalen died, and uh, Velvet Revolver wasn't ever going to be a thing anymore. That they started bringing in Canadian singers down to LA to audition uh, for for them, and then and then for Stone Temple Pilots too. When uh, everything went sideways for thing. So to me, even though I love Miles Kennedy, I'm definitely an Ian Thornley guy. And uh, I think those guys missed out on having one of the best, uh, best vocalists, best guitarists around. But lucky for us, we're a huge Big Wreck fans, so that just means more music for us. Yeah, I feel like Ian Thornley's better off being in Big Wreck, where it's his own thing. He's the main songwriter, guitar player, vocalist. He can do it all. I love following him on Instagram. He's always sitting there playing something on his guitar, and I could just watch him play forever. He's one of the best. For sure. Too good. He's too good to be in those bands. He's too good. Yeah, he needs to do his own thing. That's for sure. He needs to shine on his own. All right, let's get to our next opening act topic on this week's Rock Squad podcast, and that is Fender is releasing a Kurt Cobain uh, Jag Stain guitar in honor of the 30th anniversary of uh, of Nevermind. They're releasing a special reissue of uh, Kurt's signature Jag Stain guitar. It's based on the singer's own custom model uh, that he had uh, back in the day. Uh, when uh, when Nirvana was going, it will be available in both right-handed and left-handed models. Left-handed being Kurt's uh, Kurt's way that he played guitar, and it's going to come in sonic blue and fiesta red colors. It's going to cost upwards of two thousand dollars. Now, Dave, for me, um, when it comes to gear, I'm not a gearhead at all. So just looking at these guitars, I just go on aesthetics and just if I think it looks cool, they definitely look cool. The colors are cool. Uh, the Jagstang design is awesome. But you're a little bit more of a gearhead than I am. What are you thinking about these? Do you think this is worth their their price tag? Well, you know, I think the guitar is going to probably be a lovely guitar. Um, the thing that kind of is weird to me is that the guy did his entire career 
preaching the fact that he played shitty guitars that he found in pawn shops. Yeah. You know what I mean? So to put out a reissue and then charge $2,000 for a fucking reissue that he probably put together from a fucking pawn shop for 250 bucks back in the day. I get why they're doing it, but to me, it seems a little lame. It's not current. It's not like he's still around to be playing those things. He played lots of guitars. He had a lot, you know what I mean? Like it wasn't Mm -hmm. like that was his only guitar that he's been known to play. Uh, So I think it's a little bit of a stretch right now to, to do that. But you know, you're kind of limited when it comes to Kurt uh, with gear and stuff, because he didn't really use typical things when he played. Um, I think it's pretty well documented that, you know, he wasn't, he used a lot of uh, Marshall cabinets but he never used like Marshall amps or anything. He always used a um, uh, crown power amp to, for, to power things. And then he used the studio uh, Mesa Boogie guitar preamp that Butch Big suggested he used. And so he doesn't have like a traditional, like, oh, this is his, oh, that's his amp. It's kind of a weird hybrid of like a PA system with, with a guitar, guitar preamp set up. So the fact that, they're, you know, they only really have the guitar to push. And, you know, it is a cool guitar. Um, if you're a fan of the band and, you know, you want to have it. I know you're, because you're not a gearhead, you actually are a fan of some of the signature uh, models that come out because, like, you know, you like the tone of that guy. So get that guitar. No, I get it. 100%. But for me, I'm not going to be buying the guitar. <laughs> I'd rather go down to the States and find it in a pawn shop somewhere right. from 25 years ago for, you know. 700 or 800 bucks but i'm sure there's somebody out there you know he's a fucking legend so somebody will buy it put it on their wall and right. uh spend the money well being the 30th anniversary of Nevermind this year everybody's trying to uh cash in i guess would be the term I don't yeah know, i guess cash in or just try to trade off of the notoriety of the record. And it's been a little bit overwhelming this year. I find every day I'm reading a new article, uh, you know, Dave Grohl says this about Nevermind. And it's it's never anything that's really anything that we haven't heard before, or anything that's super revelatory about, about the making of the record. It's always a headline be like, Dave Grohl says it was fun making Nevermind. Yeah. Uh, it's like, yeah, we get it. It was a great record. 30 years is huge. And we were talking about uh, a couple of weeks ago on the show, talking about the 60 days that changed rock music and how uh, in that span of, uh, of a couple of uh, oh, yeah. 60 days in, in 1991, that there were so many classic records released, including uh, Use Your Illusion and Blood Sugar Sex Magic and Bad Motorfinger and the Black Album and all those great records, never mind being one of them. But uh, it, gets, uh, it gets a little bit much when they just talk about never mind when I think we've just We've heard everything that we can, that there is to hear about this record. We know that it's a classic. Yeah, thirty years. Thirty years is an amazing, you know, amazing accomplishment. It, it and you're right. I'm not hearing anything new about the process of making that record, or you know, like let's be honest. The the most shocking thing that happened was the naked baby suing, I know. <laughs> uh, you know, because his dick's on the cover, and right. you know, it's just that that's ridiculous. And I don't know what. Yeah, there's nothing that I've heard from Dave in the last little bit. You know, it's kind of get, I, I could only imagine how much he dreads doing press uh, for, you know, lucky he has a book coming out at around the same time so that he can kind of focus on that and talk about right. new stories that you haven't heard yet. Um, I don't know. I don't know if you've been following any of the Dave stuff, but uh, he's been telling a great story about having uh, ACDC and Paul McCartney at a restaurant. They all have dinner together after the Grammys. 
And uh, right, he yeah, brought, yeah, I heard, yeah. have you heard that story? Yeah. So like stuff like that, I love. I've never heard that story before. That's a fantastic story. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, hearing about how we're how rehearsed Nirvana was before going to LA. And right. They had, you know, they had 40 songs that were all ready to go on a boom box and they stayed in the dirty hotel. And, you know, Tom Petty was reporting across the like I've heard, I've heard it all before. Uh, it's, you know, it's, it's, they're great stories that you haven't heard of, but 30 years later, I haven't heard anything new in the last, last little push for the 30th anniversary, but, uh, it, it is quite the accomplishment. It's an amazing record. Um, and, but yeah, you know, the guitar is one thing, the naked baby, it just seems like a whole bunch of shit. It seems like Courtney and Francis being need a couple payouts. So <laughs> let's, you know, like, sure. 30 years, do a box set release, which they are yeah yeah then uh you know it's all good but but yeah the guitar it's a little pushing it like you know it's just kind of anti-nirvana if you ask me but yeah um you know it is what it is in 30 years you have to recognize it it is a super influential record like you said those 60 days where you know music changed forever and it's something that if those 60 days didn't happen we wouldn't we wouldn't probably be doing music so yeah you know awesome congratulations to 30 years (laughs) i'm sure they'll be talking about it 30 years down the road yeah, I saw the twenty fifth anniversary edition of, of Nevermind. So uh, I don't know really what there is on the thirtieth anniversary edition that I don't already have. Uh, well, that's like- that's interesting. I'm I'm hoping that um, because recently a lot of bands that are doing their reissues or even putting things on vinyl, such as our you know one of our favorites, Don Broco, right now. Yeah, uh, they're actually including uh, waves of certain tracks. So like. You know, with the Don Broco release, you get the you get the album, the vinyl, a digital copy, but you also can install in your DAW recording software. Uh, you know, the guitar, the bass, the drums, the vocals, and you can mix your own Don Broco song in your own system. So, yeah. if things like, and I've noticed a bunch of people doing stuff like that. I know Smashing Pumpkins are doing something like that. So, if that's something, you know, as a fan of Nirvana and as a fan of that era, to spend the money to have access to those files and to you know have you come over and drink a pop and pull up kurt's vocals and just listen to like what's going on and how you know that's pretty cool to me so hopefully bands are taking that approach we're talking about doing it too i don't know i've talked to john about it so i think that seems to be the new thing to add some value so if that's the case it might be worth picking up the 30th anniversary of never yeah well we'll see yeah it might be worth it buy it again if you don't have the album yet or if you just want to buy it for the millionth time uh so that's going to be coming out uh soon and the kurt cobain jag stand guitar is coming out soon as well uh let's get to our last opening act topic on this week's rock squad podcast and that is smash mouth singer is retiring steve hartwell the longtime vocalist for smash mouth it's funny that we're talking about smash mouth in the rock squad podcast as uh, announced his retirement for the band due to ongoing health issues he tried to keep going at a concert in upstate new york uh over the weekend but after threatening the crowd and making shitty comments and nazi salutes and stuff he's decided to hang it up for good he released a statement to the band's fans uh thanking them for for their support but that he can no longer continue uh, as the singer of Smash Mouth, and we don't want to make light of anybody's medical issues or anything, but it sounds like this guy was kind of a dink. Uh, but uh, <laughs> what, what, what are we making this news? Like, what, do we think this guy deserves to retire after being such a such a jerk? I, I don't really understand. Like, uh, who the fuck is in a band for thirty years and then quits like he's fucking working at McDonald's for minimum wage? 
Like, fuck you, I'm out of here. Like, I watched, I watched the concert where shit went awry. I watched a little couple clips. And at one point, he's telling a woman he's going to kill her family. Yeah. And then at, an, at another point, uh, they boo him off stage. And a, a rando woman comes on and sings All Star with, with the band. So yeah. I don't know if it's all, uh, you know, an illness or like what, what's going on with him physically that he can't be in a band anymore. I don't know. I'm not his fucking doctor. I don't know. But when, you, when you're a piece of shit to people that have paid money to come see you, and then you you do a mic drop exit on a career yeah. that, let's be honest, fizzled out like 15, 20 years ago, top, or, you know? Yeah. Like, who the fuck is this guy? Nobody <laughs> fucking cares that this guy had a fucking, you know, he had a scene out of the Time to move on, bro. Just fade off, you know? It, it would have been better to just never do the show. You know, just, just stop. Put out a statement. I'm unable to think, but you come out, you look like you're trash. You start telling people in the audience they're going to kill you. All they want to do is hear the fucking song from Shrek. Just play All-Star. All that's all they want to do. And you ruin their night. And then, you you know, you storm off. And then your, your career is over. If that's yeah. how you want to go out, you know, that says a lot about you. But uh, I'm not a Smash Mouth fan. So uh, go fuck yourself. <laughs> Yeah, I understand it might not be the easiest thing to be in Smash Mouth and be one of those bands that uh, there are certain 90s bands that continue on. When I think about Third Eye Blind or something like they're still doing their thing, but Smash Mouth does definitely not fall into uh, into that category. And he's just, yeah. <laughs> yeah, to go on stage and just be an asshole to the people who are playing, who are paying to see your, to see your band. And you should be thankful that anybody is paying to see his band. And he's He's sure. yeah, during this whole COVID thing, he's had some questionable opinions and uh, why people continue to write about him. I don't know why people like us on podcasts continue to talk about it. I don't know. It was just a topic. And I thought it might be interesting to mention Smash Mouth. Hey, listen, okay. Walking on the Sun, great song. Uh, All Star, great song. Um, what's the other one? Then the Morning Comes. Yeah, great tune. You know, if I was to, if I was to say, well, who am I going to choose, Smash Mouth or Sugar Ray? I go Sugar Ray all the way. Sugar Ray, bro. Like, give me some Sugar Ray over Smash Mouth any day. But they did have some okay songs back 20 years ago. Uh, their version of I Can't Get Enough of You, Baby, from the Can't Hardly Wait soundtrack, classic. But uh, sure. that does not excuse this guy's uh, this guy's shitty behavior. Yeah, you think you could, could have roll, rolled through those five songs and still had a good goodbye, you know? Yeah, but, I know. No, 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 no. 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 Tell everybody how he feels. Yeah, exactly, for sure. Well, uh, good luck to Steve Harwell, good, the singer of Smash Mouth, and whatever his future endeavors may be. All right, let's get to our headliner topic on this week's Rock Squad podcast, and that is the Red Hot Chili Peppers. They're back. They've announced a 2022 world tour after a lengthy hiatus. The band is announced they're going to be hitting the road in the new year, making stops across the globe, including Europe, the USA, even a stop in our neck of the woods in Toronto on August the 21st, 2022. The band announced the tour with they, uh, I'm sure you saw this, Dave, the tongue-in-cheek video that them doing this mock new newscast of K-Hot. Uh, uh, it was like a K-Hot news network or something, and it was hilarious. So this tour is actually going to be really special because it's going to mark the return of John Fushante as the band's guitar player. And uh, you know what I'm thinking with the tour, an announcement of a new record, and a new single has got to be imminent. It's got to be happening very, very soon. Uh, I don't know about you, Dave, but I'm really excited to have the Chili Peppers back. Uh, we're both big Chili Peppers fans. 
I'm a big fan of the modern incarnation of the Chili Peppers that has existed since Californication, since the first return of John Frusciante when he came back for that record. I love the modern 21st century version of the Chili Peppers. Uh, the stuff they did with Josh Klinghoffer was great, but, you know, Stadium Arcadium, I'm with you. The Getaway, their last studio record was was great. Uh, I'm really glad that John's back in the band because I really do feel like that's the definitive lineup of the Chili Peppers is those four guys together, Anthony Kiedis, Flea, Frusciante, and Chad yeah. Smith. That is the Chili Peppers to me. Uh, don't know like if I'm going to be buying tickets to the tour, but they got a solid uh, list of opening acts that are playing with them too. They got Haim playing with them. The Strokes are going on tour with them. Anderson Pock is playing various dates. Uh, but this is super exciting, Dave. Are you excited for the return of the Chili Peppers? Uh, yeah, I'm super fucking excited of the re return of Joffre Shanti and the Chili Peppers. I think that they're going to come out with a banger of an album. I think Rick Rubin did it, I believe. Uh, uh, Rick probably, I would imagine so, I yeah. Think, I think it is. They, they changed it up again because the last two uh, weren't with uh, Rick Rubin and stuff. So yeah, John's back. Uh, I love the KTLA uh, parody. Uh, yeah. we, we, for years, uh, you and I have both been fans of KTLA, uh, the morning show and, uh, stuff like that from LA. So I'm glad that they think it's as humorous as we do to, they can parody it for, uh, a, you know, a, a tour announcement and stuff. I think it's super funny, super playful. Uh, that band has always been really silly and, uh, you know, they've never taken themselves too seriously. We, we really love it when bands do that. We, we're big fans of the Foo Fighters and being silly in videos. Obviously, the Chili Peppers have a long history of getting naked and getting silly, and uh, we've always we've always been a fan of uh, naked Chili Peppers. Uh, so yeah, man, John Frusciante's back. I hope that it's uh, you know it's it's a scar tissue all over again. I hope that it sets off a chain of events that leads us to another Stadium Arcadium and all that stuff. I, I'm a you know I'm a fan of early Chili Peppers too. Um, you know, obviously Blood Sugar Sex Magic and Mother's Milk and stuff like that. I am definitely more of a fan when John Frusciante's in the band. No, no, uh, Me too. Ill feel, no ill feelings towards Dave, uh, Dave Navarro. But uh, I think everybody who likes the Chili Peppers understands how Dave maybe wasn't the best fit in that band, uh, just style wise and all that stuff. Not to yeah. say that he isn't. On but another like level. Josh, no. I thought Josh Klinghoffer did a great job. Like on the, Josh on is amazing. Yeah. And Josh. Uh, Josh has a long history of playing with tons of amazing bands. You know, he's played with Beck, PJ Harvey. He's going to be playing with Pearl Jam now. He's going to be touring with them. Yeah, they're touring guitarists. He's, you know, bring him along, man. Why not bring him along? And you know what? In all fairness, maybe he should have just, they should have just brought him along in the Chili Peppers. Because yeah. like, you know what I mean? I mean, uh, I don't know if that has to do with his relationship with John or not. Maybe that's, maybe it's not a good relationship or maybe he feels a little slighted that he came back out of the blue. But uh, Josh is amazing. Josh is a, like, I've seen Josh play with them. Uh, he's an amazing guitar player, very creative guitar player, uh, super tight guitar player, even though he's yeah. waddling around stage with his big pantaloons on. Most of the time. <laughs> uh, but yeah, he's amazing. He'll do great in Pearl Jam. Pearl Jam knows that he's a gem uh, and to bring him along gives uh, Stone and the other guy some, uh, some breaks in between to go have wine with Eddie. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, man, I'm stoked. I'm not sure if I'm going to go to the show or not. It is at the Rogers Center. It's a little bit bigger of a show than I I, I don't normally like big shows like that. Yeah. That being said, uh, we've had a good string of people offering us uh, VIP things to things. So maybe we'll get we'll luck out and get some passes or something 
or maybe I'll just go buy some cheapo nosebleeds for 30 bucks and uh, try to weasel my way down onto the floor to check out one of the best working American rock bands of all time. Yeah, agreed for sure. It'd be amazing. I, yeah, I'm not sure if I'm going to shell out again. Roger Center a little bit big. Maybe if they were doing the uh, the ACC or whatever Scotiabank Arena as it's called now, yeah. uh, that might be a little bit better. But yeah, it's a, it's a little bit big at Roger Center. But very cool to have them back. Uh, yeah, I think the thing maybe the reason why Josh isn't in the band is that uh, the Chili Peppers vibe has always been about having those four guys. Right. Yeah. And I was watching on YouTube the other day of um, of a jam they were doing at a gig in London, like maybe a decade ago when John was still in the band over over a decade ago uh, when he was still in the band. And uh, Chad and John and Flea were doing a jam and just those three guys, something about just having you know, the, the drums and the bass and the guitar and the way that they they jam is just yeah. incredible. And so if you toss another guitar player in there, maybe that just throws off the sure. interplay and i know that when, when the whole process of john rejoining the band was just him and flea getting back together and jamming and just kind of rediscovering their chemistry and so i think that's what made up a big part of him rejoining the band and i really do feel like those four guys that's the definitive lineup of the chili peppers so really excited more so excited about the tour we're probably more so excited about a new record and hearing a new single because i think it's uh it's gonna be fantastic so looking forward to that agreed Right on. So that is our headliner topic for this week's Rock Squad podcast. So we're going to wrap things up. But before we do, we're going to get to our tracks of the week, a couple of songs that we've been listening to uh, in the world of rock music. For me, Dave, tracks of the week, the new song from Biffy Clyro called A Hunger in Your Haunt, which is from the new record, The Myth of the Happily Ever After. So excited for next Friday when that record and the new Don Broco record, Amazing Things, come out. So looking forward to that. And my other one uh, is Danko Jones. Uh, who we saw at the Festival of Friends from the new record, uh, Power Trio, a song called Blue Jean Denim Jumpsuit. Really, really badass, kick-ass rock and roll song, like only like Danko Jones can do. So those are my tracks of the week. What do you got? Okay, so mine, I'm jumping on, I'm jumping on the Big Wreck uh, bandwagon. My first one's going to be the Bombs Away track they just released off their new EP, because that song is just epic and heavy and everything you want if you're a fan of Big Wreck. And my second one is kind of an odd one. It's a, it's a live song that our, one of our favorite bands, Don Broco, has a song called One True Prince that they just nice. released and a version from Abbey Road Studios. They've got strings. It's in room A. Uh, you know, it's Abbey Road. It's a heavy rock song with, with a string orchestra helping them out. It's really cool. So I highly suggest both of those songs. Both of them are available now wherever you get your music. What, what else is there? Is that it? Are we at the end of the show? Are we back at it already? Yeah, that's, that's it? it. Yeah, we're back. And uh, yeah, again, we appreciate everybody uh, and their patience as we as we took a little time off there to uh, release some new music and, and go on some trips and stuff. But uh, lots of cool stuff coming up on the Rock Squad channel. Uh, be doing some more rock album reviews, be doing some more some more podcasts and all that fun stuff. Um, we can follow, you can follow us on social media at uh, rock squad pod on Instagram and Twitter. Follow me at the walking Nick. What about you, Dave? Where can the folks follow you? You can follow me at red coast records on Instagram, red coast records on Facebook. And guys, we have a new single maniacs recorded in Toronto, produced by us, mixed by Gavin Brown. If you like, if, if you like, uh, if you like three days, grace, if you like Billy talent, if you like the tragically hip, if you like metric, uh, this is definitely in your wheelhouse. Go check it out. Fools Union on Spotify, Apple Music, YouTube, 
we're everywhere you need we need to be so go check mm -hmm. it out yeah right on so thanks everybody for watching the rock squad podcast we'll see you guys again for another episode next week in the meantime rock on dave rock on nick have a good night buddy Thank <laughs> you.